Because if you're not being authentic about what you want your life to look like within yourself, it's really hard for others to connect with you. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. Today, we're here with Maddie Benj, and um, Maddie and I connected through Instagram. Maddie, thank you for being here excited to have you on the podcast. Can you start by telling us all a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. So my name is Maddie. I am 29 years old, going on 30 soon. Really excited about that chapter. Um, I work in education at a college. I'm from Canada. Uh, It is woefully cold right now. (laughs) And one of My favorite uh, things about myself is being, even though I don't want to be a mother, I'm quite fond of being a fur mother. So I have uh, my little dog that uh, my husband and I just freaking adore so much. Oh, what's their name? So my dog is named Duff. Was it just a good name or is it he named after someone? He's... (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad this is stories out there. Um, He is named after the chicken wing bar. Um, Oh, Craig, my husband got boy dog names and I got girl dog names. So uh, getting a boy dog, he won out. Um, And my husband's a huge, huge, huge fan of the Buffalo Bills uh, football team. So he always takes a trip to Buffalo each year with all of his friends. And, and we were trying to find a name that kind of was cute and fit him with the football, but uh, it ended up being his favorite chicken wing spot in <laughs> Buffalo, New York. That's the origin of Duff. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that intro. I'm sorry. I kind of got a sidetrack with the Duff questions. <laughs> Going back to you and your child-free story, I'd love to know like what your journey has been like. How did child-free become a part of your story? So it feels like it's been a long time, but it hasn't been. It's only been, you know, within the last few years that I've been decidedly child-free. Prior to that, I was uh, a waffler. I didn't know how I felt one way or the other about it. You know, I'd go back and forth um, between, you know, would it happen? Oh, I feel too young. Like, would I ever get there? And then spending a lot of time just thinking it would be in the future, but not thinking too deeply on it. So not putting a whole lot of stock into, okay, what would that look like for me? So within the last few years, we came to the decision both individually and as a couple that we were never going to have children. So it's been really interesting because Craig, when we first started dating, within the first year of dating, he brought it up as a a topic, which I've always really admired. Um, You know, he was this young 24 year old at the time who is in this new relationship. And that's such a big topic to kind of broach with your new person when you're starting out. There's so many things you, you kind of go with the flow on because you want to be that uh, positive fun person in a relationship. You want to see where things go. You know, it happens with hobbies or interests. um, But that was one point that, that, can't be negotiated. It can't be, oh, I'll see if that fits for me. Yeah. If, if you just know that's not in the cards for you, I think it's really incredibly brave at any point in a relationship to bring that up. But I very much appreciated that he brought it up early on so that, you know, had I been thinking otherwise, um, I had an out. I could have said, you know, this is great and we can see where it goes, but I know that there's an an expiry date on our relationship. For me, um, that was a really important point of reflection. And just recently, I went over all my journals from that time in in our lives. And 
Um, it was fun looking back on my thought processes because they haven't changed much since. Mm. And I think part of that was because it was really freeing to make that decision. And uh, for me, it was a really joyful decision. I know um, there are people in the world where it, it doesn't come to them in that sense. And I, I very much feel for them if, you know, the stars don't align and children aren't in your future and you really hoped they would have been like that. That's got to be a really hard place to be in. But for me, and I, I'm hoping that I'm able to connect with more people that feel the same. It was a really joyful, freeing experience where I was able to, you know, make that decision, say, you know, I don't want kids and I'm really happy with that decision. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't really thought twice about it. Like yeah. it hasn't been a big weight on me to like, Ooh, should I explore that more? When I did my initial exploration of it, it was very much, okay, I'm good. This is yeah. what I want and I'm happy with it. And it just felt so final, but in a good way. Mm, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm and what was the timeline like? So he kind of initiated the conversation and then what did it look like from that point on your journey of reflection and coming to the decision? Yeah. So we started out with uh, more so myself. I started out by kind of always pushing off that topic like, oh, we'll revisit when I'm 30. We'll revisit at some point. And then at some point along the way in that first year, Craig said, no, I just need you to know like it's never going to be a maybe for me. It's never going to be a yes or an exploration for me. I've known a long time. I do not want kids. So I sat with that. The timeline was a couple weeks uh, for sure. As if I'm to believe my date keeping in my journals, <laughs> it, was a, it was a couple weeks for sure where I sifted through my thoughts and, and my feelings about it. And looking back, I don't have a whole lot of grief that came up there. And I think that was a big turning point for me. It didn't feel like losing out on anything. I was able to kind of work through what I was worried about most about not having children. And it was all external. Mm. How will my parents feel about this? Yeah. How will my friends feel about this? How will I connect with my friends when they become parents? Because we won't have that in common anymore. But when I looked at all the reasons to have kids, it was all external factors or societal pressures of, you know, this is what people do. <laughs> they grow up, they get married, they have kids. And I don't feel like I will ever grow up. So that's, that's <laughs> one thing for me. And I don't want to. Um, but I just, it, it definitely took time to, to sort through that. But I found the piece I was struggling with the most was just the people pleasing of it all bucking tradition and saying like I don't want that for myself and I think that led to me feeling more authentically happy for others when they did choose that for themselves because it's right for them where it didn't ever feel right for me it felt like a concept to me. Yeah. I look back and it was always, yeah, I'll have a family. Yeah, I'll have kids. Mm -hmm. But I never stopped to picture what my life would look like as a mother. Yes. It almost, I look back on it and I, I recognize that anytime I thought about having a family, I didn't put much stock or much thought into, okay, but my role would be huge in that. I yeah. have to be in charge of this family to some degree. Right. And I, I didn't want that when I looked at it. it. It didn't feel right to me. Like, I almost think I romanticized the idea of this family, this imaginary family I might have one day as a young 20 something. And looking back on it now, holy man, I wasn't ready for it then. I'm nearing 30. I'm nowhere near ready for it now. And I know that I will never get there and that's okay. And I'm, I'm really happy that I'm not going to get there because it's led to this other path for me that feels like so much of a better fit 
not even a better fit. It's just the fit. It's the right fit. Yeah. Whereas every other kind of pathway I could have gone down, I could have done it. I wouldn't have wanted to though. Yeah. Oh gosh. So much in what you said, um, that I just want to (laughs) like draw out. There was the moment when you said that being a mom or having a family felt like a concept. And that when you said that, I was like, yes, I totally identify with that. It's like this sort of abstract idea, but I, and then, like you said, never took it on to envision what would that look like? Like, like, what would that really look like? How would I show up in that life? And I, yeah. Anyways, I was really struck by how you phrased that. And, and I really identify with that too. Um, And I'm curious too, you know, you mentioned in your process of journaling and kind of coming to this decision, sort of really exploring it, seeing that it was a lot of external validation or external drivers for wanting kids. And there were a couple of fears that you had to work through with that. So one, how your parents would react to kind of like, what would that mean for friendships as friends moved on and had kids now, are you on the other side of those fears and what, how did that go? What has that been like? Yes. No, I'm on the other side. Um, well, I guess for myself, yes, I'm on the other side of those fears. I'm not fearful of those things anymore. Luckily, uh, I have fantastic friends and I, I feel really lucky to be in this day and age making this decision. I I feel like I would struggle a lot more if I um, was at this point in my life in decades past, because it's becoming more common to choose a child-free lifestyle. It's still not like the popular choice, but um, it's becoming more and more common. So, you know, I'm not the only person in some of my friend groups that is child-free, which is lovely to see. Um, I, we do have people in our our physical real life that we see every day who will never have children, or at least at this point, they have decided, you know, foregoing children, uh, for the foreseeable future is for them. So I think that's really, really, really cool. So uh, we've had like tons of support in, in our friendships. Um, I haven't seen it play out so much yet um you know our friend groups are just starting to get married um so children are likely on the horizon for them so we haven't seen what that will do um i can imagine though that as people age they drift apart and there's you know i have my core friendships and then i have what i like to think of as situationships with some people that's you a great know, word. Yeah. We've come together. Yeah. I tend to use that a lot. And I hope it never comes off to anyone as like a negative light. It's just, we were brought together in life because we're coworkers or, you know, we're friends of partners or whoever, um, or however we've met in life. We don't know how that's going to play out. Those can turn into long-term, really fulfilling friendships. But at this point, you know, they're, they're friendships, they're great, um, but as life changes for us all, perhaps we might not stay as in touch as we were. Um, so those, those people, we'll see how it plays out. Who knows, you know, it might deepen friendships because they've had children and they really want to reach out and, and still have those adult friendships. Um, but we may not see each other for a time because they're so busy with families if they choose to have them. So um, I do feel lucky for the, I have a, a small group of really, really close friends and we have different ideas of what our families and, and what we think of parenthood and, and whatnot, but we've always supported each other no matter what on those fronts. So I, I do feel like those friendships are, are so deep and so meaningful and so enduring that no matter what happens, children aren't going to change the foundation of that friendship. And in fact, I feel like with those friends, 
they'll deepen that bond because I, I'm just so excited to see them have those families that they really, really want, or, uh, you know, they want to cheer me on for whatever it is I do in life. And I think that's really alleviated those fears. And it wouldn't have happened had I not just been honest with them about how I felt. I was scared to tell them because who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I think with your true blue friends, the people that you know you can count on, you could tell them any desire, uh, provided it's not completely <laughs> out of left field. Um, and by that, I mean something bad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> those friendships where you can just tell them anything, like they're your people. I think just being honest about like what you want, that's going to really deepen those connections because if you're not being authentic about what you want your life to look like within yourself it's really hard for others to connect with you mm. because you're not connecting to what you even want yeah I feel like that was kind of a mic drop moment like <laughs> like seriously if you're not able to be authentic with yourself and then be transparent to others it, there is a block that your relationships maybe can't go, can't go deeper. Um, because you have to have that moment of clarity and authenticity with yourself first. Mm -hmm. And I think with any relationship with a, a partnership, you would want to have yeah. that trusting bond with them to be able to tell them anything. It's no different with friendships. So and like, I, I call some of my friends, my soulmates, cause they just, they meet me on a level that like, I just, I, I don't think I could just find anywhere. Like it, it, it just, they're my people no matter what. So, and if you have your people out there in life, I think it's just so important to be honest with them. And I think they'll cheer you on. Like, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think more people would be surprised than not, um, how supportive people can be in your life when they know you, when they've seen you, when they love you, when they value you, they're there for you. If you tell them, you know, my choice is not to have kids, they're there because they want your friendship. It's not contingent on what you can bring to the world. And it shouldn't be contingent on whether or not you can, you can or want to bear children or adopt children or however uh, parenthood might look. Yes. They're there because they want that connection with you. Right. Because you're a whole human. <laughs> On your <person>. own. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't have to create little ones um, to then be more of a, a person to your friends. Uh, right. I think it's great. Like my friends that do have kids, holy man, do I love those kids so much. Yeah. Um, and they're bonus. They're, they're awesome. They're like little combos of some of my greatest friends, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's just a benefit of that friendship. It wasn't the foundation of it. Mm, yeah. So well said. Um, so going back to when you made this decision and clarified it within yourself, okay, kids aren't the aren't the future I want. What happened like internally or, or within your life? What, what shifted? I think there was, there was definitely a confidence shift in myself, confidence in me as a person, because I needed to know that I didn't want kids for me, not because of who I was with, not because, you know, my partner didn't want kids because that's just a recipe for disaster. Yes. Uh, you know, I need, <laughs> I need to know for me, like, do I want to be a mother at any point in my life? Yeah. And so it was really important that I sort that out for myself and then come back to the relationship and talk about what that meant for us as a couple. Because, I mean, of course, we talked about it early on, so we didn't even know who the heck we were as a couple mm -hmm. at that point. But um, it was really, really uh, confidence building for me and, and freeing to step into that path fully. Um, I know in a previous podcast, you talked about kind of the 
phenomenon of kind of waiting. Like you, you're not making one decision or another. You're just kind of stuck there in this, like, what am I going to do purgatory? Yeah. Um, it was stepping out of that and becoming more concrete in, no, I do not want kids for myself. I'm good without them. No matter what my relationships look like, no matter what my future looks like, kids aren't going to play a part in that for myself was really, really freeing. So walking into that path, opening that door for myself and saying, yeah, I'm good was super, super confidence building. I I don't know how to put it in another way because I just felt like I walked out with a weight off my shoulders. Like I felt so good about, okay, now what do I want? What joys do I want to take on in life? What does that look like for me now? So it felt like I got to shake off expectations Mm -hmm. and now decide, okay, what is ahead of me in life? What are my interests? What are my goals? And I'm still figuring that out. I have no freaking clue what I want to do when I grow up. And I hope I don't figure it out until I'm about 50. (laughs) But at this point, I just like, I love the freedom of, of being able to say and proclaim, yeah, I am child free and I'm freaking happy about it. I love it. The shift was definitely more internal than anything. Our lives didn't change all that much. Um, outside of that I think it helped deepen our relationship once we did come back to talk about it yeah um, between the two of us because we started really focusing on what we wanted to do as a couple what we wanted to shape our lives like Um, and there were so many there's so many other big things you need to to figure out as a couple you know what are our thoughts on marriage what are our thoughts on where we'll live what are our thoughts on you know our careers there there's so many big things to think about in life that when you take one of those big things off the table it just feels like a relief. Okay. We've, we've decided on this one. That's good. Yeah. 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 And like, there's now more space and room to, to give attention to the other things that you need to figure out because you've taken care of one. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Did it feel at all? Like, you know, listening to you describe like the confidence that kind of came with this decision And, you know, you mentioned you did a lot of reflecting and, and journaling. Did it feel like you came to a deeper understanding of yourself? Yeah, I think so. Um, Because I think to know you absolutely want to be a parent or you absolutely don't. I think you have to know yourself really well. Either way, I think Mm -hmm. you have to really soul search to know that inherently that's how you feel. Um, and that's what you envision for yourself. I think it's, you just have to get to know yourself on a level that if you're just going along with what you think is expected of you or dreams, you haven't gone back to explore since you were younger, I would encourage people to have a little bit more of a curiosity about that. Like why they haven't delved back into that. Because even going from, you know, teenagehood to young adulthood to mid-20s, now 30, I've had to check back in on many different things within myself um, and get to know where I stand on, on different ideologies or beliefs or thought processes. And not having kids was one of those things. And it's a huge one. So I think without tapping into okay, who am I as a person? What do I see for myself? What do I believe in? I think it would be doing a disservice to myself to not explore that as fully as I could and understand who I am and what I want. And in doing so, I recognize that I can be empathetic. I can put myself in other people's shoes and and really understand where they're coming from. So much so that picturing myself as a mother just turn me off from the entire idea. I understand 
other things about myself, such as like my (laughs) patience, my, I say selfish and I mean it in a good way um, because I take full ownership of my selfishness. And I think it's a good thing for me. Um, I had to understand how selfish I was because you have to put other people ahead of you, you know, child, children, whatever it looks like for you. They have to come first always. And I don't want that. And without tapping back into like my own thoughts around motherhood, maybe I would have went along with it. And then I pop out this kid and I realize, oh man, I don't want to do this. Like, I do not want to be a mom. I don't want to, you know, wake up this early because the baby's crying or I don't want to have to give up on social outings because, you know, we can't find a sitter. And that for me was very important. Mm. So I think looking into yourself and, and tapping into what priorities you have for your life where are the compromises you can make? Where are the things and what are the things that you can give up that you are comfortable giving up? What sacrifices are you willing to make to make your dream come true? You have to explore those things in order to figure out you know, what's right for you. And there's no sacrifices I'm, I'm willing to make to be a mom. there's nothing out there that really propels me to be a mother I know this in myself I know that had that happened for me before I was able to reflect on it I would have done the best damn job I could but my heart wouldn't be in it at all and that's not fair to a kid you can't just return them like a sweater to a store you have to keep this child and you have to raise them to the best of your abilities and you just don't want to do that half-assed ever. There's a really great quote I've always lived by. Having a baby is like getting a tattoo on your face. You've got to be damn sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> I think I, I look back on my life and there's so many moments where like quotes like that have stuck out. Even prior to looking into my, my thoughts around being a, a parent, And for whatever reason, those quotes were always just going on in my head or, you know, you, you meet people in life who are, you know, living a lifestyle that draws you in whatever that is. And they stick out to you in a way that you're like, you can't get them out of your head. And I've always kind of latched on to child-free people or child-free ideologies, child-free quotes way more than I thought I did until I started reflecting on why I I would or would not want to be a parent. And it kind of fascinates me now looking back. And of course, like I'm more drawn into anyone that's living a similar lifestyle or, or that's part of the community, but looking back, it, it, it definitely resonates those moments where I'm like, okay, like I find something so deeply attractive about this couple or this person or, you know, quote or whatever. And and those help shape who I am today. Wow. How cool that you've been able to take note of those things that have stuck out to you, that have drawn you in. I think that that could be easy to, to sort of just like pass by or just like kind of let go of, but yeah, you've really taken stock of those things. And it sounds like you have a great curiosity about yourself, about life. And, and I think that that is so helpful, especially in exploring big decisions like this, just like having a curious mind, being open to seeing different outcomes or options, or just like asking the questions. I think it's important for anyone to do that. Like, I think if something's drawing you in, in life, explore it. Why, why is this drawing me in? Why am I interested Um, it could be anything like if it's a hobby why why am I so attracted to paragliding or you know (laughs) rock climbing whatever it is um there's your hobby (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, maybe maybe that's why it pops in my head maybe I should explore this (laughs) no I, I I think those moments like if something's really sticking out to you if there's 
a reason why you keep coming back to these things or they're put in your life or in your path for a reason. I think it's so important to look at, at like what about it is sticking out to you. You know, it might be because you are deeply disturbed by the idea of paragliding or rock climbing or whatever it is, or it might be because you're just so innately attracted to it. Um, and I think that's the cool part about being human and even cooler in my humble opinion about being child-free. I get to go take on those uh interests those hobbies those attractions in life and explore them a little bit more freely than I would be able to if I had the obligation of being a parent right absolutely you have that freedom and also maybe ability to take a little more risk um, because you don't have people depending on you in that you know like there's more freedom in your life to explore and try things out Um, so when we talked before, before today, before this recording, you had some thoughts about the term, the label child free. And I'm curious if like, what, how do you feel about that word or descriptor? Oh yeah. So when we had chatted, I was kind of musing on the idea that like child free still has child in the title, which I I think some people would find weird. I I find it a little weird (laughs) in that. I'm choosing not to have children because I don't want children attached to me. So why does that have to be in the title of who I am or how I, I, how my life looks? Right. So I don't know the solution to this. I'm sure there are um, people in the community that are, you know, either long-term members who know that there are other terms or, right are just much more creative minded than I am. But I just, I would find it interesting if there was maybe a term that indicated, yeah, we are, you know, free spirited beings that don't want kids that didn't necessarily have to have child in it. I myself, I have no idea if I have the ability to have children, but I could imagine being part of the child free community. You know, it's not always by choice. Sometimes it's by circumstance. And I feel like that terminology, child-free, can be really traumatizing to some people because they can't have kids and they really want to. Um, Right. Or they can't have kids and they've now begun to feel like, okay, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this life choice. I am choosing now because I'm not pursuing adoption, let's say. But it wasn't my first choice. So that terminology could be triggering. I don't know. I'm not necessarily part of that uh, part of the community, but I just think there's got to be a better word. Yeah. <laughs> there's gotta be. I wanted to, I wanted to visit that again, because I haven't been able, like, I hadn't thought about it until you, sometimes I guess, apparently I don't go that deep on things. I hadn't really thought about that until you mentioned it. And I haven't been able to not think about it since. And you're right. I, I It is so funny that we have these terms that still center on um, you have kids families. or you don't have kids. Yeah. 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 So like we're a subset. We're just not we're not the ones with kids. We're the ones without them, <laughs> you know, and it, and also like the term childless, which is used for those who like maybe have infertility issues still as child. In it. And like you said, I imagine that that is interesting. It does seem, and maybe like you said, maybe there are words out there or that you and I aren't aware of. I certainly am not aware of any other way to describe this, um, choice or, or lifestyle, but it does seem like it'd be good to have something different. And anyways, I just really liked that point. I think, so we did touch on this a little bit, but maybe if there's anything else you want to add. So selfish is also often a word used to describe those who are child-free. What is this What does selfish mean to you? First of all, I want to say that like anyone out there that has been like really struggling with that, just rock that term. If you are like, I am child-free by choice because I like my time. I like my money. I like not worrying about so much in life because there's already enough that the world throws at us. Rock the term selfish. It is not necessarily a negative term. I think we've assigned meaning to it, but I think 
being selfish for me is really tapping into what do I need in my life to make me happy? What do I need in my life to make me feel like I have a purpose or purposes? And it's really important that I embrace the term selfish for myself, because that's a big reason why I don't want children. So yes, I I am selfish, but I'm okay with that. It's not a negative term. I know myself very well. I want to have a, you know, a nightly bath for an hour. I don't want to deal with screaming children. I don't want to have obligations that I do not want to deal with on a daily basis. So selfish to me is just someone really owning themselves, owning who they are and what they want. And there's tons of other terms that, you know, we could delve into like how society labels women and just, just tons of different other terminology that's used out there for headstrong people that really know what they want and they're going after it. And if that makes me selfish, go for it. I love it. I'm selfish. I enjoy the things I enjoy in life. And that's a-okay with me. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I totally used to feel a lot of shame. In fact, like there's a sentence from Brene Brown's book that's uh, Atlas of the Heart that is like, what is, it's like fill in the blank. And I, I'm not going to get the wording right, but it's essentially saying, what is the one thing you do not want to be labeled? And for me, like with just reading the sentence, selfish popped into my head. And that has been with me my whole life. I think a lot for me, it came from like religion and how that word was used in my upbringing. And it has that negative connotation. But I, but then it's like, when you stop and think about it, like you're saying, when you are selfish, it's really taking care of yourself, knowing yourself. And honestly, I think when I do those things for myself, I'm a nicer person. So if you were doing those things for someone else, you would not be labeled selfish. Like if you were doing all these nice things to take care of a friend, to take care of a family member, you would be seen as selfless. Yes. Because you're giving yourself, giving of yourself to others. Mm-hmm. I think we really need to stop devaluing our relationship with ourself. Yes. I just like, there's, I feel like I keep going back to like, life's too short in my own head when I think of things, but my life is way too short to not put my relationship with myself in the forefront. I've spent an entire life not doing that because I'm in the people pleasers club. You know, everyone else comes first. I, I, well, religion wasn't a big part of my upbringing. I, I have related to you, um, in your experiences of not wanting, having that shame attached to being selfish um, and wanting to be selfless and and serving of others, which is a big part of always wanting to please other people. And I've made myself small. I've made myself tinier. Don't take up too much room in this world. You know, don't get in people's ways. And I am so far off from being this like, okay, I am so important to me and like my relationships first. But in order to work towards that, I've started reclaiming words that scared me before. You know, if I'm going to be selfish, I'm going to be selfish. And to me, that means taking care of myself and my relationship with myself above doing things that make me feel small to service others. Yeah. I'm like a little speechless right now. I mean, there were so many things you just said. One, we need to stop devaluate, devaluing our relationship with ourselves. Two, what was it? You just said it. Um, I'm totally having a mind blank. Well, anyways, I just like got goosebumps listening to you talk because yes, yes to everything you just said. Oh, 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 that was it. Reclaiming the words that used to make you feel ashamed. I think that I just paraphrase it. That's not exactly how you said it, but yes. Sounds right to me. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I think that those things are so important. So important. And women have been trained to be selfless, trained to not take up space, you know, like you alluded to earlier, you know, we could go into all sorts of terms that have have a negative connotation that are attached to women, but really are just someone living a bold, authentic life and knowing what they want and going for it. And it's 2022. We got to start doing that. 
Yes. We're not getting more years. We're getting less. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like blown away. Wow. Okay. Um, I can collect myself. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> what opportunities has being child-free allowed you to say yes to? Oh, it feels like everything. Like, I feel like I'm just such a, a cheerleader for child-free life. I'm like, I can do anything I want. Um, I truly feel like I can dream and not feel like I have to take too many other things into account when I do dream. So when I, when I talk about that, I mean, you know, if I wanted to move cross country, the only person I have to talk about that with is my husband. Really, if I wanted to travel the world, if I wanted to write a book, if I wanted to do whatever it is that my heart desires, I don't have to check in on how that's going to impact my children. That will never be a part of my life. And I'm really grateful for it because if I tomorrow wanted to drop my job and go and do some crazy adventure, I could, I could do whatever the heck I wanted because the only person it's impacting is myself and my husband. You're either deciding things for yourself. Obviously that's the easiest route to go, but even in a partnership, it makes it much easier to, to think and dream about a future that doesn't look the way that, you know, society wants it to look. We can decide to buy a house or not buy a house, but we're not worried about how that's going to affect children, what school zone that they're going to be in, you know, or what city that's going to be in and how are they going to make friends and all these little things. And I'm sure those decisions may be super, I don't want to say easy, but those decisions might make more sense for someone that wants to be a parent. And and part of that is, you know, what they're dreaming about, like, where are we going to live? What house are we going to have? All these things. That's part of that dream. So being child-free, I've just been able to expand what dreams mean for me. It's not the white picket fence. It's not the 2.5 kids (laughs) in this (laughs) certain school district or anything like that. It's, allowed me to be more whimsical with my dreams. It's allowed me to say yes to things at random (laughs) or however I want it to look, which is fun. Part of it is small. Part of it is, do we want to meet so-and-so for dinner on a Wednesday night? Whoops. I had two glasses of wine. (laughs) You know, that that's not something I have to think about. It's just, do I want to or not? cool. Yeah. Uh, And those little moments in life are really big for me. So having those little things, those little joys, I've been able to say yes to a lot of little joys and then also be dreaming big dreams too. And I think for me, it's really important to have balance of both, Um, to have the little joys that that make day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month enjoyable and happy especially given, you know, the world we're in right now, it's important to hold on to those little things that do bring you uh, joy in the day-to-day grind. Yeah. Um, But the big dreams are important too, to keep you hoping and keep you open to uh, experiences in life and and just kind of the magic of uh, what's next. Um, So I've been able to say yes to a lot of things. um, And this is a right decision for me. Leaning into the uncertainty of what comes next, it has been a really cool part of it all. It's scary for sure, but I don't think it's any more scary, more or less scary than what's next with being a parent. You never know how life's going to turn out, no matter which path you go down. No one has a crystal ball to see, you know, how is this decision going to play out? Having kids could turn out one way for people. And, you know, every dream they had about that family could come true. But we've all seen curveballs. We've seen friends, family, whoever it might be, make that dream of having a family come true. And then life happens, you know, kids get sick or 
um, parents get sick and uh, you just can't predict those things. I've been able to kind of realize that like that uncertainty of, and this is where I kind of get into the the fear that other people have placed on child-free people. Yes. Who's going to take care of you when you're old, all those good things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That part of it all. Um, the uncertainty of like what's going to come next in life. The right move for me is leaning into I'm not having kids and I don't know how that's going to look, but it's really exciting. Yeah. I think, like you said, either path has uncertainty and it's like, which uncertainty can you make the most of or which uncertainty can you lean into and maybe even be excited by like you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think think we, we pick our, our difficulty in life. We pick our hard. Yeah. We, we choose what's going to be challenging, but the kind of challenging that invigorates us. And for some people that's parenting Mm -hmm. and for others, it's whatever that dream might look like that's equal to the joy people feel about making that decision in parenthood. I wish, uh, I wish the people who struggle with understanding the child-free choice could understand that people in the child-free community feel just as joyful about something or some things in their life as they do about choosing to be a parent. Yeah. That joy that they feel when they tell their families or whoever that, you know, either we're, we're trying for kids or we're going to adopt kids or we're going to foster kids, whatever that looks like, that joy of starting that path is still present in people that don't want kids. It just looks a lot different. Yeah. Because I think there's that giant myth that like, you'll never know love unless you've had a child. Right. Um, And I I know that comes from a certain subsect of parents. Yeah. I don't think that's the entire parenting community. I think that would be a disservice to parents to say that every parent is going to assume that about people that don't have kids. It's not true, but the ones that do find it difficult to understand why someone would choose to be child-free, I think it would just be so lovely if we could give them a picture of like what that joy looked like for them choosing to be parents, but for us in whatever it is that feels just as big. Yeah. And like some people, it, it could be their career. They could feel just as joyful. They could be over the freaking moon about what they do day in and day out. Yeah. Or parenting their, their pet or, you know, their hobby or, or whatever it is, you know, pick whatever makes you feel so joyful in life. That's how people I know and myself in the child-free community feel about not having kids. Our things are just as exciting and just as invigorating for us as being, as people being parents to their kids. Yes. So well said. As we wrap up, is there any advice you have for the listeners? I think my piece of advice would just be lean into the joy of the choice you're making. I hope for whoever joins the child-free community I hope it's a joyful choice at some point along the way. I hope that you feel the freedom of what you're now embarking on and and what that looks like for you. I know it's not going to feel that way for everyone that joins the community right off the bat, let's say, but I really hope that eventually at some point you find that spark of joy and, and you just hold on to it because I think that lends itself to being just so authentically you. I think for me, it's not so much advice as encouragement. Really, this is a brave thing you're deciding to do. Don't discredit what it's taken to get to this point. It's a really monumental decision to be child-free, but it doesn't always have to feel scary or sad if you're joyful about it if you feel good about this decision just let yourself feel that way it doesn't have to be any one which way it's not one size fits all I love that awesome thank you so much Maddie thank you for coming on and for sharing your wisdom and your experience (laughs) um 
if anyone feels inclined to connect with you, is there a way they can reach you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love hearing from other child-free folks um, at whatever stage you're at in the process. Um, I have a bookstagram account because that's one of my joyful hobbies is <laughs> reading and reviewing books. Um, so my Instagram page is Bibliomadiac um, and you can find me there. Awesome. I will be sure to put that in the show notes. And again, thank you so much. This has been an incredible conversation. I've loved everything you've shared. So thank you so much. Thank you, Anna. Thank you so much for your work. This is fantastic. I, on a personal note, I have really loved binging your podcast. It's <laughs> been so great to hear from other people, um, their different pathways to living this child-free life and, and being in the community. And for any listeners out there, I just say, welcome. You know, it's a wild ride. We're so yeah. happy to have you on board. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Community. Like I think there is such an incredible child-free community and the more people I meet, the more I know that that is true. It is just amazing. So it is just like, I don't want to like toot our club's horn too hard, (laughs) but I will. Like it is the coolest (laughs) club to be in. I love it so much. And, um, you know, there's just so many great people to meet out there that, that have similar goals and, and, such a similar lifestyle. And I think it's fantastic what you do day in and day out coaching people and then bringing this community together with your podcast. So thank you so much for having me. I've loved getting to know you and I can't wait to keep listening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Likewise. I've really enjoyed getting to know you too. So thank you. And I appreciate everything that you said and thank you for being a part of this community. Awesome. Okay. We'll catch you next time. Hey listener, real quick before you go. If you're curious what it might be like to work with a coach around any aspect of your child-free life or the decision to have kids in the first place, you can book a free 45-minute clarity call with me through my Instagram page. My handle is at Coach Anna Olson, and you'll find a link to book your session in the link tree. I cannot wait to talk to you.